0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound
1: the battle
0: Two men, 15 minutes, oh, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk.
1: For the your armor on. Stand firm, Hello, Andrew. Hello, Hello Edwin.
0: We're moving own. right along with Psalm 50. I really appreciate this week because it's had a big focus on personal application, even for today, though it's talking about judgment that was coming on Israel. So I'm, I'm really enjoying our conversations. It's, it's been hard to keep them to 15 minutes. <laughs> I just like the playful banter. Well, that's fun too. That's fun too. Do we want to talk about coffee or I you know. just want to get into the reading?
1: It's delicious. <laughs> In fact, I just about have to have another cup. We're going to have to do that. All right. So what we have here is Psalm 50 from the New Living Translation. Psalm 50, a Psalm of Asaph. The Lord, the Mighty One, is God, and He has spoken. He has summoned all humanity from where the sun rises to where it sets. From Mount Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines in glorious radiance. Our God approaches, and He is not silent. Fire devours everything in His way, and a great storm rages around Him. He calls on the heavens above and earth below to witness the judgment of His people. Bring my faithful people to me, those who made a covenant with me by giving sacrifices. Then let the heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself will be the judge. O my people, listen as I speak. Here are my charges against you, O Israel. I am God, your God. I have no complaint about your sacrifices or the burnt offerings you constantly offer. But I do not need the bulls from your barns or the goats from your pens. For all the animals of the forest are mine, and I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird on the mountains, and all the animals of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for all the world is mine and everything in it. Do I eat the meat of bulls? Do I drink the blood of goats? Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the Most High. Then call on me when you are in trouble and I will rescue you and you will give me glory. But God says to the wicked, why bother reciting my decrees and pretending to obey my covenant? For you refuse my discipline and treat my words like trash. When you see thieves, You approve of them, and you spend your time with adulterers. Your mouth is filled with wickedness, and your tongue is full of lies. You sit around and slander your brother, your own mother's son. While you did all this, I remained silent, and you thought I didn't care. But now I will rebuke you, listing all my charges against you. Repent, all of you who forget me, or I will tear you apart, and no one will help you. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God.
0: Read verse 17 again. For you refuse my discipline and treat my words like trash. That caught my attention as you were reading through that. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> yeah, so wow. the ESV was like you toss it behind you. or You toss yeah. my words behind you, but they're treating it like trash. It's like, it's like the... You know, I've got this thing, I crumple up and I just throw it behind me. Throw it right over my shoulder? Of course, we don't do that today. That would be littering. That would be littering. And, and we are very we, we are very environmentally conscious well, today. And we actually, do that. that is one of the few sins our culture will call us upon. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> and
1: find you for. So
0: that section right there reminds me of Isaiah chapter 66, verse three. It, it's really a parallel to what's going on in this psalm. Here it says, Isaiah 66, three, he who slaughters an ox is like one who kills a man. He who sacrifices a lamb, like one who breaks a dog's neck. He who presents a grain offering Like one who offers pig's blood, he who makes a memorial offering of frankincense, like one who blesses an idol. They have chosen their own ways, and their soul delights in their abominations. I also will choose harsh treatment for them and bring their fears upon them, because when I called, no one answered. When I spoke, they did not listen, but they did what was evil in my eyes and chose that in which I did not delight. Hear the word of the Lord, you who tremble at his word. Your brothers who hate you and cast you out for my name's sake have said, Let the Lord be glorified that we may see your joy, but it is they who shall be put to shame. Here's this picture of folks who have heard the word of God, Mm -hmm. and they're actually even walking through some proper forms. Doing the rituals, bringing the animals to sacrifice. But he says, look, you might as well be murdering someone as to be offering this sacrifice. You might as well be offering pig's blood for all the good it's doing you because you're treating my word like trash. Yeah. So all of those pictures are
1: heinous crimes and sins and abominations.
0: That they would say, oh, we would never do that. Yeah. Never in a million years. We we, We would would never sacrifice a man. We'd never sacrifice a pig. We must be okay. And he says, no, you might as well be doing that. Because you're not doing what I said.
1: So it, it doesn't matter if we do great deeds and we say, Lord, Lord, and do it all in his name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't help but think in, in a much simpler and less, I guess, metaphorical way, the teaching on the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. Jesus says, depart from me. I never knew you workers of iniquity. They had not done the will of the Father. And so they're judged for that in that picture of judgment in Matthew 7.
0: What we have is some picking and choosing. Picking and choosing. Picking and choosing. Here are these external rituals, and we Mm -hmm. talked about this yesterday. These external rituals, we're going to get some of these right. And you know what? There's like a a societal, uh, particularly for the
1: Jews of old, pressure. You know, where where else are you going to go on Sabbath, right? (laughs) It's Passover. We got a place to be. We need to go offer some
0: sacrifices. Think about, like, the three feasts and then going to Jerusalem. Now, perhaps if you just lived in Jerusalem, that's not going to be a big deal. Well, it would be because all the tourists, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) pilgrims (laughs) and religious sojourners. Okay, maybe. But, but, okay, bringing up the pilgrims and the sojourners, for a lot of people, keeping this ritual is not a small thing. Keeping this ritual is. is a big commitment. It is. Now, it's kind of like the Pharisees with the tithes as they would pull out their herbs herbs i don't know uh and count them off one two three four five six seven eight yeah. nine gods One, two, three, four, five, six. i mean grains of cumin some of these <laughs> ounces of cumin yeah so some of these external rituals they're 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 um i was about to say they're easy to quantify but they're not always easy and simple just to do it. it mm-hmm. And yeah. therefore, yeah. there is this false sense of look at how committed I am. Mm-hmm. Look at how committed I am and look at all that I give up in order to accomplish this. And what we have is I've got these things I will pick and choose and believe that because I have done these things, all this other stuff doesn't matter. It makes up for this other you stuff. Look at that. Right. Right. Which, which gets me, I think, to another principle of, of application, even for us in the modern day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me, let me share this picture with you, see what you think of it. Israel, at least in Psalm 50, when it came time to offer their sacrifices, they were there. Yeah, they were there. They, we're going we're to go offer the sacrifices. We're going to do what we're supposed to do. We're going to give up this animal. We're going to make the trip. We're going to lose the money. We're, we're ready. At the temple, we're going to go through the motions the way we're supposed to go through the motions at the temple. All right, but now we're back home, hmm, who cares? <laughs> I mean, isn't that why we offered the sacrifice? Hmm. We we offered the sacrifice so that the rest of this doesn't quite matter. Hmm. And what we find is that for them the covenant was more like a hobby mm-hmm. and less like, well, life.
1: Well, I yeah, and, and a an abuse really then, an abuse of the religion that God has given. You're talking about this, whether you want to call it comp- compartmentalizing or I hypocrisy. I think that's a good word. I mean, I, I've heard it, I've heard it uh, kind of couched in these terms, that this attitude. I just love sinning. God just loves forgiving. And we get along great. You <laughs> okay. <know>? Wow. <laughs> wow. And that is an abuse of grace. That is an abuse of God's mercy. That is taking the sacrifice of Christ and counting his blood a, a cheap thing that we believe we can just go on living however we want to live, whether it's, you know, six days a week, so long as on Sunday morning we know where
0: we are and and thinking that, well, yeah, but that's what God's there to do. He just wants to forgive and we'll move on. And we can dismiss all of the disagreements we have scripturally because well, that's why Jesus died. Mm. And we can not worry about all the differences in behavior and whether or not somebody is sinning when they're committing a particular action because, why? look, isn't that why Jesus died? We can actually end up in this very same place today that for us the covenant is actually more like a hobby. There's some of it that we're going to keep and some of it that we're going to follow, but for the most part we're going to just kind of dismiss it and dispense with it because, well, look, the sacrifice was offered. That we're good, right? Isn't that why it was offered?
1: You know, interesting image there. Christianity as hobby. Faith is hobby. It's something, you know, when I think about a hobby, it's something that I, I like to do. If I have some free time, I find myself back in my hobby. I might even make some plans and spend a little money on my
0: hobby, I
1: enjoy my
0: hobby. I might even arrange some time. You, you said free time, but sometimes I'll e- even arrange some time. You know, Plan like this is my time. hobby. I like it a lot. So I am going to make sure that every Friday morning I'm going to go golfing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, which of course I don't. I don't no. golf at all. No, but people do that on Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so when we treat Christianity like most people treat golf, We've right. got a problem, mm-hmm. but now mm-hmm. think about it with golf. Those who play golf, they do spend some money at yeah, it. Yeah, they do, and sometimes a good bit of money. Oh yeah, they do, and they do set aside some time. You know, they're going to hit Friday morning or Saturday or, as you said, Sunday. It's going to be this weekend. Hey, hit the links. People are
1: passionate about it.
0: They actually even do it with other people who enjoy the hobby as well.
1: Social. You can do some networking with it,
0: but it's not their life. I I know there are a few people that it is. We call those the professionals. I get it. Okay, but but for most people, it's not their life. You know, they're not changing their daily diet. They're not changing their daily exercise for golf. They're not changing. You know, they're not eating living, breathing golf. Uh, But it's it's a hobby, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and you, you pick whatever hobby you want here, whether it's golf or hunting, hunting or shopping or stamp collecting, I mean, whatever hobby.
1: NASCAR, football, different sports.
0: Yeah, whatever hobby you want to put in there. Uh, But Christianity, discipleship, must not be a hobby. Mm -hmm. It needs to be life. Mm -hmm. It needs to be life. This is my life. I have given my life to King Jesus. He's now in control, and it's going to change what I do every day. It's going to govern what I do every day day it's going to govern what i do yes when i quote go to church sure it's going to govern what i do when i get together in a bible study with others but it's also going to govern what i do when i go to work yeah it's going to govern what i do when i go to school Mm -hmm. it's going to govern what i do when i interact with my spouse or my children or my parents it needs to be my life Mm -hmm. not just my hobby not just a part yeah not just a part of the life it's the, the vo- life. It's the vocation. The priority. It's the vocation. It's not the vacation. Oh, there there you go. Okay. So I, I think that's a, a very important thing for us to recognize. So, Andrew, look, when, when discipleship is my life, mm-hmm. what is that practically going to look like?
1: Well, as we've already said, it is about putting God's first. And as I come back here to Psalm 50, I think it is about respecting God, mm-hmm. his word and his will— to shape a morality, to shape an ethic, to shape a worldview, to use language like that, and not to not to mock it, not to tell this world, uh, I'm a Christian, I believe the Bible, but my actions and my attitudes don't match up with that at all. And, uh, you know, I, I know where I'm going to be on Sunday because I'm a Christian. But, uh, you know, that's... That's really almost the exception to the rule. Sunday is the odd day
0: out. Yeah. <laughs> instead of my life is Christ, and and anything less than my life is Christ is like taking the word of God and and tossing it behind me. Mm-hmm. I know you wish that had been on video. Well, uh, I th- I think you think everybody was able to tell that was me crumpling up paper. <laughs> I I think so. Like a wad of trash. You've been playing with your sound effects this week. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Like a wad of trash, throwing it over your shoulder. So let's make it our life. Listen, I think this what we're doing here, this conversation that we have and everybody being involved in this is a part of that. It's it's the idea of what's going into my heart and my mind is going to be devoted to Christ. So really glad that you guys are listening in, and we hope this has been beneficial to you today. Hope that your day today is going to be about Jesus Christ. Let's go ahead and move forward in that day with some prayer, Andrew. Our
1: great God and Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for some time to read Psalm 50 and reflect upon it again. Father, we are reminded that judgment begins with the house of God made so clear here in this psalm. And Father, we want to learn from this passage and, and think about our priorities and the orientation of our life. We don't want to give you a second, whether uh, like uh, we read in this psalm, Really, the afterthought is is you and your ways, but we see a whole lot of selfishness wrapped up in a cloth of religion, and Father, we just don't want that. Help us to be pure and true followers of you, that, that you are our life, that Christ is our life, and never a vacation, never a hobby. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today.